This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I love you. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Good morning, good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And I'm so excited because my guest today is actually here in Georgia. You know, you got to admit that's that's pretty unique for me. I tend to have guests from all over everywhere. The funny thing is we're not in the same location here in Georgia, so it's just like connecting usual where we have people in multiple places. So join me in welcoming Jason Schneider. Jason, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Great. Oh, perfect, perfect. Um, Let me go ahead and tell people a little bit about you. Jason Snyder has been involved with website development for 14 years, delivering intuitive digital marketing solutions that improve brand value, customer experience, and overall profitability. And woohoo, we like that last part. Jason's focus now is on trends around digital marketing and the mobile user. Microsites for online marketing campaigns will grow as content and lead generation tools for marketing campaigns. Organizations are finding that they can get by with a small website and focus more resources and time on branding other digital assets, such as online ads, social media, marketing and search, all of which are interacting with mobile users. Of course, mobile devices are hot and growing faster as technology becomes far <laughs> smarter and faster for users. The global marketplace adapts quickly with affordable mobile phones. Mobile is here, but the use is very different than the PC. And we really want to talk a lot about that because, um, you know, it's, it's something that I think so many business owners are still missing the boat on. So Jason owns Zimco Media, which focuses on building small to mid-sized business websites that are accessible from PCs, tablets, and smartphones. Their core services are web design, digital marketing, and social media. So Jason, again, welcome. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's beautiful in Georgia. Perfect. I know. You know, you got to love the weather down here. I think spring is here, and we've definitely had enough of that snow and ice. Oh, not fun. It definitely uh, keeps it stops everything here in Atlanta for some oh, reason. You know, and it's funny because of course the station is back in Colorado, and I'm from Colorado, and and people kind of scoffed about it, especially on <clears throat> Facebook, because yeah. you know we were posting the fact that everything had shut down, and they were seeing pictures, and and that's one of the cool things about social media is. <clears throat> We're able to, to do all of those things. But, you know, people really were saying, you know, it's an inch of snow. Well, sure, it was just an inch of snow, maybe even less than that. But underneath that was an inch of solid ice. And I don't care where you live. You know, it, ice is, is not good to drive on. No, it's uh, you need a you need a good car and uh, mm-hmm. you need some brain smarts as far as how to navigate through it. Oh, I 
I know, I know. You know, and, and I think that's uh, one of the, the things that I always had to, to laugh a bit about when I was in Colorado, when, you know, the, the roads were bad and we were just kind of taking our time and being very careful. And you'd have one of those big four-wheel drives go zooming past. And then yep. a little bit further down, you'd find them in the ditch. And, you know, as long as everybody was safe, I would wave. <laughs> you know? and, um, but, yeah, you know, it's, it just always takes a lot of common sense. And, you know, let's kind of segue into common sense with using social media. Like, sure. You really are focusing on mobile websites. So tell us why, you know, it's so important that a business, no matter what the size or what they're doing, needs to have a mobile website. And, and explain to us even what that means. What is a mobile website? A mobile website is a website that performs on any device other than a PC. So rather that would be the tablet, the phone, mm-hmm. um, anything that we're seeing come out in the market today. Uh, that has a screen size of uh, less than 14 inches um, needs to accommodate a website where users can easily find what they need. Mm -hmm. And it gets even more specific when we reach to, say, a device like the uh, iPhone or Galaxy Mm -hmm. smartphones. Um, You know, people visit your website. Right. If they have to squeeze to zoom in, chances Mm -hmm. are they're going to leave. Right. um, But it also... You know, it turns into, okay, we have people in front of the computer, they visit your website, and they'll look at your services, contact information, your blog, or mm-hmm. whatnot. Mm-hmm. When it comes to a mobile phone, what are they really doing? Are they going to read your blog? Are they looking to see exactly what it is they, that you do? Mm-hmm. The answer is likely no. Right. They uh, want to know wanna, how to contact you, right? They want to, con- they want to contact you. Mm-hmm. So it's important to make the call or the click to call feature available right Mm -hmm. off the bat uh second of all the map feature you know where you located so you know without those two features uh you're really missing out on uh those users who are using those devices which Mm -hmm. is as we know quite large right and that the whole click to call thing is so important because you know if it's just text well i'm i'm on my phone i you know and free Frequently, I'm not driving, but maybe parked somewhere, but somewhere where, you know, I, I have a pen and paper that's that's handy. You know, maybe I'm waiting for a meeting or, you know, all those various things. So if I have to physically write down the phone number, I go on to the next thing or I totally forget about it because I think, oh, I'll go back to it. And so if I can just click that little button and, and that phone call is automatically placed... I love that feature, and it really is a pretty simple feature to add. Am I correct? That you're correct. So, you know, I think what frustrates me the most is when I look at someone's website, and I know that I have gone, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it on either my eyes or especially on my smartphone, and it's not mobile optimized. And it, they have either a huge graphic, which I can't get past, Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they've, they've put a chart in there. I'm always looking at things like, uh, say, basketball schedules and, and things like that. And it's spread so far out that I can't read it. Or the worst thing I absolutely hate is a pop-up because then I can't figure out how to close the pop-up on my phone. Um, so, again, I hit the back button and I'm gone to something else. Yeah, that's if you can, uh, if you can hit the back button and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it degrades the user experience. Um, and that equates to degrading of your brand. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if there's if there's a high 
volume of traffic to a, a particular website or business uh, each mm-hmm. week or month, you know, it's it's important to look at those uh, analytics to decide, okay, mm-hmm. well, how many of these users are on mobile devices right. and am I mm-hmm. reaching them appropriately? So let's talk a little bit about analytics and what someone would look for. Um, so I'm assuming you mean Google Analytics. Sure. And that's, of course, free to, to set up. How mm-hmm. does somebody go about even setting that up? Because I'm sure we have listeners who are thinking, Ugh, it costs money, it's complicated, I don't know what to do, so I just don't care. Well, it's uh, I'll make it real simple. So, <laughs> And it's this will actually segue into... Uh, Google authorship and so Great. forth uh, mm-hmm. with Google Plus. So uh, setting up, uh, you, all you need is a, a Gmail account. So okay. easily just go to Google and uh, sign up for uh, a Gmail account. Mm-hmm. And once you've done that, uh, you'll have other options to sign up for Google services, which most are free. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of those is uh, Google Analytics. Mm-hmm. And once you sign up, there's a lot more detail, obviously, for the phone call, but once you sign up, you'll get a tracking code, which you can place into your website. Mm-hmm. And uh, once that's in place, uh, usually within 24 hours, uh, you'll start to see some some data. So mm-hmm. uh, Google Analytics has changed. Uh, so when people think of analytics, they want to think of, okay, well, when are people visiting my site? How many people are right. visiting? Mm-hmm. And even what search terms are people typing in the search engines uh, to find mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. Well, Google's actually making that hidden now, so mm-hmm. that steps into Google Webmaster Tools, ah. which is an additional uh, feature. It's free, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. once you get that connected to your website, then that'll actually pull in the keyword data uh, that people are typing in uh, search engines and ah. uh, to find you. So, not many people know that. So, uh, that's a good tip. Uh, so, in fact, but, I'm writing it down right now. So, Google. Google Webmaster Tools, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. I really am writing it down. <laughs> awesome. So Google Webmaster Tools gives you just basically the search performance uh, on your website. So you get the mm-hmm. keywords, but you also find out, well, is there anything, is there broken links on my website? Mm. Um, and it gives you, you know, a brief traffic report. Mm-hmm. But going back to Google Analytics, Google Analytics gives you the kind of rough demographic Mm-hmm. Um, it's not accurate, but uh, it's good enough to go with. Uh, but it also gives you what devices people are using. Um, ah, mm-hmm. Furthermore, it ties into all your social media accounts once set up properly. So mm-hmm. you get to see, okay, well, if I post to Facebook or Google+, Plus, um, you know, how much of that traffic is actually coming back to my website. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and and the, the reason why that's so important is... From a time perspective, you know, you might think that you're getting a lot of your traffic to your website from, say, Facebook because you post a lot there. People might even be interacting with you, all those various things. But if they're not going to your website from there, then you might want to rethink either what you're posting. You know, did you have a good call to action that said, go visit my website or, you know, something along those lines or using a different tool? Um, Because while Facebook is great or, you know, whatever the other platforms are, you need to make sure that you're using the, the correct ones. Mm-hmm. And in today's world, there are so many options for analytics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, it's, you know, there's so many social networks to keep up with nowadays. Well, there's mm-hmm. so many analytics packages to keep up with. Um, and even though Google Analytics is the king right now, 
Um, you know, you do have uh, Facebook Insights mm-hmm. uh, and so forth. Uh, there's other analytics packages out there. But when right. it comes back to analytics, Google Analytics, uh, there's a campaign tracking feature. So mm-hmm. anything you start posting on your website, is it a link or anything on Facebook, you want to track that, then you want to put right. that into what we call a campaign tracking. And that way mm-hmm. you get to see, okay, well, here's my campaign for the month of January, and this is how it performed across mm-hmm. all social networks. Right. You know, and, and I know that probably for a lot of people, their eyes are crossing because they're not a numbers person. Sure. Or they're thinking, you know, why do I even bother? Well, the same thing would be if you did, say, a television ad. You know, and, and you want to make sure that you're spending your money and your time wisely. So it's very important to track this information because you don't want to be wasting your time. And for things that worked, you want to do those more. You know, so that's where the, the yeah, you know, really years ago. Go ahead. Yeah, years ago there was uh, you know think of you know I, I've I've been in advertising to where uh, one page ads would be like eighty thousand mm-hmm, dollars, and right. there was really no return. And if you mm-hmm. think about it, it's like okay, well if I run an ad. And say I get the uh, second page of a magazine. That magazine publication is for a month or two. Mm-hmm. And after those two months, it's no longer viewable. So, mm-hmm. um, And second of all, there's just no tracking. You, know, you didn't see how well it performed. So mm-hmm. once your analytics are in place for digital marketing in, in your website, then you actually get to see what's happening the moment you posted. Mm-hmm. the information, and you get that history. So a year right. or two down the road, you get to see how it performed over two years. Mm-hmm. Well, and you can also look at things uh, in, in pretty good detail. So, you know, say on, on Facebook with their analytics, you can look at, okay, this 8 p.m. got this much uh, traction, where this one at 8 a.m. got absolutely nothing. So then you can start figuring out, okay, well, maybe the trying to reach are online more in the evenings. Now, you know, you want to, to completely eliminate doing some other things, but it is something that's very good to know, um, you know, and, and again, where are people coming from? Are they going to my blog from my posts on Facebook? Or, you know, was it a search engine that drove them there? You know, all of those various things. And, and that's where I think people tend to forget that they need to be checking all of those things. Yeah, it's very important, and especially if you're allocating uh, marketing dollars. You know, mm-hmm. what, what is effective? And, you know, with analytics, uh, especially with Facebook Insights, you know, it gives you not only how popular your post was at what mm-hmm. time, but you can dig down deeper and find out, well, what demographic mm-hmm. really enjoyed right. that post. And mm-hmm. you take all that data and you say, well, I'm going to develop a campaign in the future that targets this demographic, and mm-hmm. I have the data that says this will work. Mm-hmm. Right. And it could be a combination then of some paid advertising on Facebook mm-hmm. as well as just some organic posts. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's well, the thing about Facebook is, uh, you know, the graph search and, and insights, there's so much valuable data uh, to really start to target uh, the right audience. Right. You know, and, and again, I think. For people who think this is complicated, it's really not. You know, you can can look at the numbers pretty easily and see what's going on. Um, you know, and and so you don't have to be a rocket scientist. You know, my my favorite program is Big Bang. 
Mm-hmm. You don't have to be Sheldon. You know, you don't have to be any of those people. It, it's just kind of common sense. You can look at it and go, oh, well, this post had a thousand people that saw it, and this post had 80. So what was the, the difference between the two? Definitely. And, you know, it says, okay, well, if this was popular, then I'm going to repost it or I'm going mm-hmm. to boost it, as they call them, Facebook. Right. Mm-hmm. Facebook makes it real easy for you to advertise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Well, and that's where they make the, the vast majority of their money. So they're very yeah. good at it. Um, you know, and, and I've always had people that have said, oh, you know, I, I hesitate to advertise on Facebook because what if they continue credit card or, you know, bill me too much? In all of the time that I've been doing this, I have never heard of that happening. Now, somebody might have something set up incorrectly, but Facebook is very good. I mean, if you tell it that you have a budget of $5 a day, when you hit $4.99, if click puts you over $5, it doesn't happen. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Facebook really doesn't want to annoy people, so it's very good at it. And the same thing, my understanding goes with advertising. You set your budget, and it's 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 very good at keeping that budget. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's the, you know, here's the analytics that come into play. It's, uh, mm-hmm. so if you look at your advertising and you see what gets clicked at what time, then you know, okay, well, I'm going to set my budget, but I'm only going to target, say, between 8 a.m. and 11 a.m., Monday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's different ways to control the budget, but, you know, when you start out slow, meaning a small mm-hmm. budget, then you get more and more insights to start to increase those dollars and make it more effective down the road. But first of all, mm-hmm. you really need the data to guide you. So mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and yeah, because you don't want to waste your money, even if it is just five dollars. You know, that's mm-hmm. five dollars here and five dollars there for a small business owner adds up. But you really can target things and whether you know you can in advertising yet, but um, I understand that it targets just as well as Facebook advertising. Obviously, Google knows what they're, you know, so so that's going to work very well. But it's a great way to enhance what you're doing because for the vast majority of people, you know, and, and businesses, they find your business through the internet or they look you up or, you know, there's something that they have used the internet on. So you really want to make sure that what you're doing there shows your business off in the, the best possible way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. You know, it to build campaigns, it, it can be a little um, tricky and, uh, you know, you have to have some, some good ideas and good calls to actions and mm-hmm. so forth. But um, when it comes to analytics, Google, Facebook, they both provide you with what people are looking for. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you have a good idea what direction you want to go in and, and what you want to test. And if it doesn't work, then, you know, you didn't spend thousands of dollars. You can change right. direction yeah. quickly. Yeah, you know, I, I marvel at the Super Bowl commercials, you know, where it was, what they say, $134,000 a second. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and how many of those commercials we looked at? <laughs> yep. And part of it was brand awareness. Um, you know, and, and, of course, Budweiser is never going to go wrong with their commercials. And, and uh, you know, I love how they kind of, you know, they're, they're not talking about beer in those commercials. It's all just feel-good commercials because you know, you know what Budweiser is. But you know, some of the other commercials, I watched them and I really did think, what were they selling? Um, you know, and, and I don't care if it's $5 or $5 million. If you didn't get that point across, you totally wasted your money. Exactly. And, 
it's, uh, you know, it's Super Bowl ads um, quickly were just, you know, yeah, they're fun and jovial and, um, but really what was the message, you know, and, and before right. mm-hmm. they got, they got real tacky, but, you mm-hmm. know, this year we saw, uh, right. Um, yeah, we, we didn't have quite so much Danica Patrick this year. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> So it's a lot more family oriented. So right. you know, maybe it was the good feeling. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and I think the cool thing for me about online advertising is that, especially with Facebook and with Google, you can have multiple campaigns going at the same time. So you can kind of, and and again, for not a lot of money. So maybe you have four ads running, five dollars a day. Okay, that way you can test. Message. You know, did this one work well? Or, you know, was this a good call to action? Was this a good graphic? Then when you really want to spend more money, you know, uh, you have a better idea about what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, there's, uh, you know, when we go back to even mobile now, even uh, Google uh, ads on mobile, right? Mm-hmm. you know, the call to action, you know, the, the real estate shrinks. So, mm-hmm. you know, I even see ads today that that miss that call to action right. and the call mm-hmm. to action is not a message. It's a phone number. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even thinking about, okay, well, what's my ad going to look like on a mm-hmm. mobile device? Should mm-hmm. it have a phone number associated with it? And the mm-hmm. answer is yes. Yes. Mobile telephone. Hello. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, or at least a link to a website or, or something like that. And, and mm-hmm. I think that's probably where I see advertising fail is they totally forget that, there is that they have to have a call to action, um, you know, and, and because we do, we see that the commercials with the, and they're not saying in it, go buy our beer. Um, but for everybody else in the world, we have to have that call to action. Yeah, especially for small business. So, you know, if you're a big mm-hmm. brand, sure, you can get away with commercials like that because you have endless amounts of marketing budgets. But when it comes to small business, you know, there's, it's important to, Mm-hmm. to show what the problem is, mm-hmm. uh, show what the solution is, and how you'll fix it quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and a call to action can be something as simple as a button that says, call now, or mm-hmm. contact me, or you know, all of those various things. So you're not taking up a lot of prime real estate with them, but it is doing that. You have to be guided into what it is that we're wanting to do um you know and and sometimes we forget that we need to say hey click here to visit my blog um you know one of the funny things speaking of blogs you know i i wasn't getting comments on my blog and when i added the last sentence please comment in the section below people started commenting now that section was always there but it was kind of like they felt they needed permission to do it so that's you know another part of of why you need to have a call to yeah and that does seem to be uh Asking questions uh, mm-hmm. elicits a response, so right. that sh- that translates over to all your social networks, um, your your websites, uh, and your ads. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, specifically, if uh, if if you're asking someone, okay, well, what would my call to action be, or what would I post to my social network? Well, mm-hmm. once you post a question right. about a problem that your customers have, mm-hmm. and you answer it with a solution. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and you have those questions because mm-hmm. people ask them every day. 
thing or they've sent you an email or you know, you've got a sales team that can tell you what the frequently asked questions are, you've got all of that information. Exactly. And even, you know, one of the things I do with Twitter is I look at competitors and I look for users who have asked questions mm-hmm. on their on their profiles and right. whether or not that competitor actually answered it. And if they mm-hmm. didn't, then I take that question and I, I roll it into a campaign or an mm-hmm. FAQ. Right. You know, and, and I love what you just said about checking out your competition because so many people feel that they can't do that. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I love it. I mean, you know, that I have competition because I learn from every other social media person and, you know, everybody teaches differently and, and all of those things. But, you know, if, say you're selling life insurance, you know, there's, there is only a limit number of products and a limited number of people and, and all of those various things, but you can still learn from what they're doing. Um, you know, did they have a LinkedIn uh, post that just went gangbusters and had, you know, a thousand people that commented where they had, you know, 500 comments and you kind of wrote about the same thing and nothing happened. You know, what, it, it's great to check out the competition and you know what, they're checking you out. So you might as well check them out. Well, that's what all the big brands do. I mean, that's why they hire uh, all the big brand agencies and so mm-hmm. forth. They mm-hmm. in today's world is based on data, mm-hmm. and um, the data is 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 all about researching your competition and finding what's working for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're really not good at doing something or not responding to a customer's questions, then mm-hmm. you can take that and use it as an advantage. Right. You know, and and. There are obviously ways, too, that you can use it where you can contact that person directly. Um, you sure. know, now never, ever respond like on somebody's Facebook page and say, oh, hey, you know, I just asked, you know, this company and they didn't respond. So I can help you. That's no, that's bad. Um, but, you know, if there's a, a separate way that you can reach out to them, then that's OK. Um, you know, and it might be that their problem got solved, but you never know. Yeah, there's <laughs> I I don't know how many people know about this, but there's a thing on Facebook called wall jacking. And mm-hmm. so basically you would research your competition mm-hmm. and find a customer who had a question and say mm-hmm. it didn't go unanswered, say it went unanswered. Mm-hmm. You could actually like that comment and the user will see that. They'll be mm-hmm. notified that you like their comment and maybe they'll click through and go to your website. And ah. Maybe they'll be interested in what mm-hmm. you have to offer. Right. So that's just uh, another tactic. And, you know, it's it's not anything that's, that's you know, disreputable or, you no. know, anything like that. You know, and, and I think that's, again, where people hesitate. They, oh, what are they going to think? It's kind of like the whole thing with do you like your own posts from your, your Facebook page? Well, I do. <laughs> You know, and and it's funny because, yes, I should like my posts. I mean, intrinsically, Mm -hmm. I should like my posts. But it also means that when I like the posts from my business page, when I like them on my personal page, it sends them back out into my personal feed. So there's reasons to to do all of those various tactics. Yeah, and, you know, it's getting – if if you're not aggressive, then someone else is. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, today's world is – you know, we're so – Information's diluted across so many channels, mm-hmm. um, and you have to keep your eyes on everything. And mm-hmm. uh, you know when it's you know people today still want to be communicated with; they want mm-hmm. their their questions answered. And um, you know, go back to mobile. You know, people do want to talk to you over the phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, 
You know, and, and I think that is kind of one of the things that we have gotten away from is the fact that we count on everybody wanting to communicate with us just on, you know, our website or via social media or, you know, however. No, you know, the, the phone and face-to-face is still the best way to communicate with people. And I mm. think that's sometimes where people trip up is they don't, um, you know, and, and, you know, pick up the phone. <laughs> that's probably one of the best ways to reach out to somebody. And, and especially if, say, they had a really complicated question. You know, pick up the phone and call them and say, you know, it'd be great for me to respond to you on Facebook, but here's a lot more detail about it. Or, you know, I saw on LinkedIn that you had asked about what a responsive website is. Maybe I can explain it better if we, if we talk on the phone. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, words over the verbal communication is much mm-hmm. faster than typing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, does spark uh, conversation. So right. other than just posting a question, you may have to wait hours mm-hmm. for a response. So with a call, it's 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 instant. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny because I've had it happen before where I have liked somebody or connected with them on, you know, one of the social media sites. And I get a personal email from them. Uh, hey, thanks for connecting. Sometimes it seems a little stalker, you know, and, and but I've also had some phone calls where they have said, you know, hey, we saw that you just liked our, our page on Facebook. I just wanted to give you, a, you know, we can do. We're, we're here to help. You know, I let it go into my voicemail because I didn't know who it was, mm-hmm. but I was impressed. I mean, it was probably the one time it happened. It was within about five or ten minutes of me liking that page. So clearly they had someone who was at that point in time at least dedicated to really watching what was going on. Um, now, was it a product that I wanted? No, you know, but it still really impressed me with the, the fact that they picked up that phone and called me. Oh, yeah, that is that's pretty powerful right there. I mean, mm-hmm. that's you know, and, that really shows you there's there's more than just uh, someone right. checking stuff at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, and and now, uh, granted, I have my phone number in my Facebook page, um, and I have it in LinkedIn because that's how I like people to contact me. Some people don't like that for, you know, whatever reasons, and that's perfectly fine also. Um, you know, that's one of the concerns people have is, you know, how much information am I putting out there? Well, you control that information. You know, if you don't want your phone number, if you don't want your address, whatever out there, then don't put it. Um, I home office, so I do not put my, my address out there. Um, if somebody really needs to reach me and, and needs a physical address, well, then they contact me and I give it to them. But, yeah, I, I don't put that out there because I don't want that information public. Yeah, and there's no need to. I mean, it's uh, there's plenty of small businesses out there that that don't have a physical address. Um, and, you know, they, you know, kind of segue into Facebook real quick. You know, a lot of them, if they set up a business page on Facebook, don't realize that you can actually turn off the mm-hmm. location. Um, right. mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that the star rating on Facebook months back came into effect. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can actually turn that off and just list yourself as a company and not mm-hmm. say, I don't have a location where people check in and, mm-hmm. and rate me and so forth like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely hide all that. Well, and, of course, for a business that does have a physical location, having that star rating is great if mm-hmm. you're going to live up to it. You know, yeah. it's, it's, I believe, five stars. I mean, you know, if, if you're typically getting two or three stars, uh, you've got a totally different problem. <laughs> um, but yeah. uh, And then that comes into just overall brand management. What the heck is going on with, with what you're doing? Mm-hmm. 
Right. Well, Jason, we are already at the bottom of the hour, so we're going to go ahead and, and take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk more about Google Plus and how businesses really can be using that as a, a good platform to reach people. Because so many people say, there's nobody on Google Plus. Hello, mm-hmm. it is the second leading social media site. So, um, you know, let's let's talk more about that. And then let's talk more about how people can really optimize their websites and, and things like that. Uh, for use in this mobile generation and, and you know people wanting information quickly. So I am Deb Creer talking with Jason Snyder on Mile High Radio, and we'll be back in just a moment. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. MileHighRadio.com, just what the doctor ordered. 150 million people suffer from headaches. All you want is for the pounding in your head to stop. Migralex stops the pounding. Migralex was developed by a neurologist and founder of the New York Headache Center. I'm neurologist Dr. Alex Mauskop. After studying and researching the human brain for 25 years, I've developed Migralex, which eliminates pounding headaches. It works for my patients, and I'm so convinced it will work for you. I don't just guarantee it. I put my name on it. Dr. Mauskop's Migralex gets rid of headaches fast without harsh caffeine, sodium, or preservatives. Migralex works unbelievably fast and... And it's gentle on my stomach. Find out how to get your free bottle of Migralex. Call 800-547-6279. Plus, if you're one of the first 100 callers, you'll also receive the Migralex Quick Tips to Headache Relief absolutely free. That's 800-547-6279. Or go to MigralexRelief.com. M-I-G-R-A-L-E-X Relief.com. Or call 800-547-6279. Limited time offer, 24-month commitment, and credit qualification require cancellation fee, auto pay, and paperless billing, and other restrictions apply. If you can't see the difference, why pay the difference? Switch to DISH for the best deal in entertainment. Only DISH brings you the best in entertainment for less than $20 a month. Cut the cable and don't get directed. Switch to DISH because at just $19.99, DISH saves you every time you turn on the TV. It's so simple. The same channels cost less with DISH. So since you can't see the difference don't pay the difference switch to dish for the best deal in entertainment get premium movie channels free for three months starting at just 19.99 dish saves you every time you turn on the tv call now to save with dish dial 1-800-943-9074 that's 1-800-943-9074 the same channels for less than 20 bucks a month dish call 1-800-943-9074 for details Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant And 
And we are back. I am Deb Creer, and I am talking with Jason Schneider. I've been having a little bit of problems with my microphone, so we have reconnected. Hopefully that is fixed. If not, I'll call in on a different line, and we'll get this going good. Um, anyhow, as I mentioned, I am talking with Jason Snyder, who is an expert in how to market in this new digital era, you know, with having mobile websites and responsive websites and, you know, a site that when somebody's looking on their cell phone, they they can call. But entailed in all of this is also digital. So that's social media. And I really want to talk to Jason about Google Plus because we have so many people, you know, I hear it every single day. What a waste of time. Nobody's on Google Plus. Well, yeah, yes and no. Now, it is the number two social media site as far as users go. I mean, it is it is the big dog on the block. But what happens there is very different than what you see on Facebook. And I think that's why so many people haven't really transitioned yet. To me, Google Plus is, is more professional. It's kind of more along the lines of LinkedIn as opposed to the posts on Facebook where we're talking about who our favorite Olympic person was or you know what we had for dinner last night or in my case I'm posting pictures of our puppies um you know and, and I really don't see that so much on Google Plus so Jason again welcome back and why should a business be thinking about Google Plus wow I think we only have 30 minutes left I know I, I know <laughs> <laughs> so I'll start here at a kind of a high level and, and work way down uh, so earlier in the program, we started with analytics and, and Google Webmaster mm-hmm. Tools. Um, now we step into the realm of authority and search ranking factors. And mm-hmm. Google has this advanced algorithm that no one knows all the details, but we adapt as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And so over the past three years, authorship has uh, come into play. So mm-hmm. Google Plus authorship. Um, so you have Google Plus as a social network. And then you have authorship that's applied to your blog and, and your website. Mm-hmm. So if when you're on Google+, Plus, um, you, you engage with like-minded individuals and with conversations. And like you said earlier, uh, it's like LinkedIn, uh, but it's mm-hmm. a little more relaxed. Mm-hmm. And right. so, but with Google+, Plus, it's, uh, you know, you really, it's like a, it's a big Q&A, frequently asked questions that get solved. So mm-hmm. if you have a question mm-hmm. and you join a community, there are so many people that are willing to just jump in and answer right. that question. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's all centered around, you know, that one topic. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, you're talking specifically about photography or travel or uh, insurance, um, you know, the community's all in the same industry and mm-hmm. they're, they're going to uh, give you feedback you know, right. or answers. Well, and what I love about communities, they're kind of like a LinkedIn group um, in the fact that it's a subset of people who have similar interests. Um, now, the cool thing about Google Plus is I believe there's not a, a limit on the number of uh Google Plus communities you can belong to, but you mm-hmm. want it to be manageable. You know, this isn't, ooh, let's see if I can belong to a thousand communities because <laughs> then, you know, you're not going to you know, be good in any of them. But you can set up your own community. You know, it can be a community of maybe people in your area that you want to network with or, you know, as you mentioned, an industry. You know, you can search for Google, Google communities and, and join those. And it's it very it is very cool because it's this little subset of people who care about the same thing that you do. Yeah, so, 
you, when you start off with Google Plus, so <clears throat> as I stated earlier, if you're just trying, if you're just getting into Google, then you, mm-hmm. you have your Gmail account, you have your analytics, you have your webmaster mm-hmm. tools. Now mm-hmm. you set up your profile. So once you set up your profile, you can start to engage these communities. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell people before you start engaging or uh, adding communities uh, to your circles that you turn off all the notifications because by default, when you sign up for a Google Plus profile, they have all these notifications that are set to on. So they're going to email right. you every time He's someone posts something. ping you, you know? every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you definitely want to get that um, controlled up front. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when you start to add those circles and those communities uh, that you're interested in, then you start to see the feedback and the engagement. So engagement, you know, that's the key. So mm-hmm. just joining Google Plus and, and seeing what people say won't do much for you. If right. you get involved and answer mm-hmm. and provide solutions, mm-hmm. then that's a ranking factor that goes into your search results. So mm-hmm. applying that authorship to not just your website, but to your Google Plus community mm-hmm. um, does increase your ranking. Well, and one of the things that, that Google as the, the overall entity has really started focusing on is, you know, Google Plus is, is their platform. So they want to emphasize it. So if I'm signed into Google+, which normally I am, I just don't turn it off, when I search for whatever it is on Google, Google+, entities come up first in that search. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's, it's really good if you have a business, if you have a physical location, you know, or you're a consultant, whatever, that you have that presence on Google+, because it will bring you up higher in the search. Yeah, and that's been... Uh something that's kind of thrown the community for a loop here the past couple of months because mm-hmm. uh, when we do a search result uh, in Google and you start to see results, you start to notice that there's these little images next to links, mm-hmm. uh, a headshot or whatnot of, of right. someone who wrote the article. Mm-hmm. That's likely to get clicked on more than mm-hmm. anything. And right. But if you don't engage in your community, if you're not really active there, and mm-hmm. say that you don't have a huge following and there's actually just not a lot of content on your website or your blog, mm-hmm. then Google may not show that image. So mm-hmm. they're starting to reduce the amount of times that those images or those authority headshots get shown in search mm-hmm. results. But, you know, if your signals are good with the engagement uh, in the community, then, you know, you get to increase your chances of, of being relevant Mm-hmm. And the search right. results by that bio, the headshot being shown. Mm-hmm. Well, and by engagement, we also mean that you're not going in and saying, "Good, great, thanks." Right. You know, <laughs> that yes, that's engagement. However, that's not good quality engagement. Um, you know, and and I mean, just look at how many times, say, you're reading an article. If somebody writes more than a sentence or two, you think, "Ooh." You know, is that somebody I want to get to know? They had a, a really good opinion or point of view, or maybe I disagree with them. But if they just said, oh, great article, whoopee. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you really want to truly engage with people and comment on it. So here's, here's go back to uh, the earlier comment you made about Facebook, and you got mm-hmm. a call once you made a, you liked mm-hmm. a page, I believe, right. and they mm-hmm. called you within 15 minutes. So mm-hmm. here's the, kind of the game with Google+. If you join a community and mm-hmm. you get notified that someone has asked a question, you could mm-hmm. be the first one to answer it. Right. Um, but in that answer with a question, so you spark more questions or mm-hmm. input from the community. Mm-hmm. So if you're the first to answer 
then if you start to build comments after that, then mm-hmm. that's that's true engagement. Right. And that's a good ranking factor. But like you mm-hmm. said, if you just say, nice job, then no one's really going to plus that mm-hmm. or comment on that. Mm-hmm. So you kind of want to own the answer or the solution to someone's problem. Right. Well, and that's where it probably is very critical to focus your efforts, um, you know, as opposed to having, you know, let's see how many communities I can belong to. Find the ones where you really can participate. Um, you know, I go through and kind of weed them out. And on LinkedIn also, you know, if it's a group that I belong to that, you know, I if I don't even read the notices when I get them, then I shouldn't be a part of that group. So, you know, the same thing goes on Google+. Plus. You know, you really want to have that good core. Now, for some people, that's one or two. For other people, you know, they can manage quite a few. So it's, it's just kind of a personal preference. But, you know, if you're not going to be active, rethink why you're there. Now, if you're getting information from it, and it's good information, that's okay. But at the same point, you know, really think about what your presence there can bring because that's what you want to be doing. Yeah, it's it's about, you know, it's it's small business 101 if you want to take it back there. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know, you have a your customers or potential audience have a problem, mm-hmm. you have a solution and you implement. Right. You know, and and it's also very important though when you're answering that question or saying that you've got a solution to not be the used car salesman. Um, right. you know, and, and because, and, and it's funny, I said that one time in a presentation and a man in the front row put his hand up and he says, guess what I do? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he said, no, I try really hard to not be that, that stereotype. But you know, we, we all know that person. That's the person who in a networking event runs up to you and thrusts their business card at you. You know, I do. Dip, 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 dip. And before you can even say, hi, my name is Deb, they're gone. Um, you know, or every single thing that you, you talk about, they twist it in, have I got a solution for you? Blah, 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 blah. You know, and, and you feel like they're going to open their coat and have the, you know, the 20 different watches that are there or, you know, for, for the, you know, the, the snake oil salesman, all of those various things. So it's, it's about, you know, you've mentioned it several times. It's about building those relationships with people because when they trust you and they know you've got good information, then they'll ask you, hey, can, you know, what, what can you do to help me? Then it's okay to say, well, here's, here's what I do. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, I'm glad you mentioned all that because um, in my communities, you know, I never sell anything. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, no one else does. Right. Uh, when people ask me for, well, what do you recommend? Then mm-hmm. I do a recommendation, but I don't. Mm-hmm like specifically target this one right. particular mm-hmm. product to try to keep mm-hmm. it open-ended because this is a community and it's almost like you got to bring etiquette into it. You have to mm-hmm. say, well, would this offend anyone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, you got to be careful what you answer and, and, and how you answer. But mm-hmm. uh, definitely with Google Plus, it's not in the communities. You know, it's people who hard sell, mm-hmm. who are there just to sell something and nothing else. They get ignored. So, right. you know, it's about it's built about building that conversation, the trust, but mm-hmm. you can't really sell directly. You have right. it's 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 a signal that you have to build mm-hmm. so it applies to mm-hmm. your search results and right. your overall profile across mm-hmm. the web. Well, and you know, obviously if they asked a very direct question, you know, I, I am looking for someone who can do X. Okay, mm-hmm. that's different. Um, you know, and and, and you don't want to 
tap dance around that because, you know, you, you might miss them on that. But, you know, the same thing goes on any of the social media sites. You know, we get tired of being sold to on the sites. And so we unfriend, we unlike, we, you know, disconnect, we do whatever it is, you know, on, on all the sites. But more importantly, it's about, you know, we, we've said it several times, building those relationships with everybody. So, you know, maybe you've been participating on a Google Plus community. Everybody there kind of knows you. And then somebody says, hey, we're looking for somebody who really can build a mobile website for us. The key is not that you respond as Jason, but that I respond and I say, hey, you know what? Jason is this great guy and he builds mobile websites and I really think that, that you should check him out. That's kind of one of the ultimate goals of all of this. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, there's, when it comes to small business, you know, one of the things I've encountered was the referral. You know, so many people I, I talk to say that the referrals are people they know. Mm-hmm. And what they want to do is get referrals from people they don't know. So, right. you know, when they venture into the online world, it's like, you know, you could easily spend tons of money and get nothing. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you do it right, um, you will start to get those referrals and mm-hmm. you'll start to to spread your uh, opportunities out. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, I think that's one of the cool features of social media is that you really can get people that you're connected with to be promoting you um, and, and talking about you. Because, you know, it, if we see, say, the billboard saying, you know, this is a, a great plumber, we drive past that billboard 89 times and we never pay any attention to it. But mm. if I post somewhere on one of my social media sites, I have a problem, I need a plumber. If people then say, oh, here's who you need to call, that carries so much more weight than driving past that billboard 89 times. Yeah, and it's, you know, when it comes to, here's here's the thing about Facebook ads. Say that you target this particular area with, you're a plumber mm-hmm. and you have a continuous message that goes out it's not overbearing Mm -hmm. Uh, you're not always selling you're giving tips Mm -hmm. if people start to like you then Mm -hmm. you post say two or three things a week you're top of mind Mm -hmm. in that user and guess what that user's friend one day will Mm -hmm. post i need a plumber Mm -hmm. and hopefully uh that person who liked you will say i recommend Mm -hmm. so-and-so because they're always providing tips and always Mm -hmm. helpful and i just haven't had to use them right now but check them out mm-hmm. so well and those tips are easy to find um oh, yeah. you know to, uh, we're, we're always reading them online or in magazines and you know if you're reading it in say a physical magazine or newspaper well they probably have an online presence too so you know say let's let's go back to the plumber you know we, we just had very very freezing temperatures down here a good thing for a plumber to have posted would have been tips on how to find that the um the spigot so that you can turn off your outdoor water so that that doesn't freeze or what to do if it does freeze. You know, and, and so in there, they're not saying, and if it does freeze, we can fix this. Mm-hmm. There's just this kind of overall sense of, hey, they did provide great information. Um, you know, and, and I think that's one of the things that I see a very good business being successful on social media is that they're providing those kind of overall tips. Um, you know, we talked about frequently asked questions before. Uh, you know, how can you help those people without having the neon flashing sign saying, buy for me, buy for me, buy for me? It's all about being subtle. Um, you know, you, but you can't be too subtle. I mean, there really is, we've talked about that, it, there's that fine line. You know, if they don't know, that's what you do. Um, 
you know, I was working with a gentleman back in, in Denver one time who sold insurance. And he was just livid that a very good friend of his had gone to someone else to buy their insurance. Now, there could have been personal reasons for that. I mean, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's a variety of reasons. But when he asked the friend, the friend said, um, I didn't know you were an insurance salesman. And you know, so you know that was kind of the the extreme that he had gone to was I'm not going to talk about myself at all. So you know there's there is that happy medium in there of you know not over promoting but reminding people that this is what you do. Yeah, and it goes back to you know when we talk about authority. You know, I I always think of Google Plus for authority, but mm-hmm. you know in general terms, authority means you are an expert at this and mm-hmm. you need to carry that message across all your social mm-hmm. networks mm-hmm. and most importantly your call to action on your website so you know people need to know that you do this and you can solve a problem they may have right. but right. um yeah so you definitely have to at least put that in there mm-hmm. um sprinkle it in is what i call right. it right you know and and i think one of the things that people tend to get caught up in on social media is they think that's the only place they need to be no. Yeah. You know? wow. And and you know, so that kind of brings us back to what we started at the, the beginning of the hour is your social media, you know, sure you're providing tips, you're showing, you know, all these various things, but you need to have a way that people can get back to your website there. You know, so maybe it is that you're doing your blog post or, you know, um, all these various things. You've got the link to it in your, your profile, you know, all those. You still have to have that physical website. And it's so important that it's updated that it's current, that it plays nice with all of the other toys that are out there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how many times have we gone to a website and you can tell that they haven't updated it in the last five years? Um, you know, anymore, holy cow, if it's not updated in six months, um, you know, people start to really look at that. And, and sometimes that's just some cosmetic changes. You change some color, you know, you might have had pictures on the right, now you're going to have pictures on the left. We like to see those changes because it does show that it's an ongoing entity. Um, you know, if I look at somebody's website and it really is out of date, you know, like say I look at it now and they're talking about their Christmas specials. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure they're not talking about Christmas 2014. Um, you know, and so then I'm really going to think about that. Yeah, so definitely. What, mm-hmm. what tips do you have to really make sure, you know, that, that a, a business knows what they're doing? Well, um, First thing is, you know, you don't have to be on every social network. Um, my recommendation is to to find a network where you think your ta- target audience is, do it very well as far as communicating them consistently, and start to branch out. So mm-hmm. not every business has to be on Twitter. Um, right. Not every business has to be on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when it comes to um, engaging an audience, you know, people get overwhelmed because, like, I have to do this every other day or every Mm day, right? You know, it's a lot of work Mm -hmm. and you know, it's, uh, you have to pay attention to what you say, how you say it. And, Mm -hmm. and it goes into the analytics. Analytics will Mm -hmm. tell you, um, what's engaging and what's not. So, Mm -hmm. um, my tips are to start small, right? Find out how, Mm -hmm. what works. Don't get Mm -hmm. too complex with it, but, um, start engaging with people and see what happens. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, I think starting small and doing something that you're comfortable with really is the, the best thing. Um, you know, if, if 
maybe the, the, the best, and I'm putting best in air quotes here on the radio, is Twitter. But if you're not comfortable using Twitter for your industry or who you're trying to reach, that will come across. So, you know, try something else and then maybe transition into Twitter. Or it might be that you never need to transition into Twitter. But don't don't follow the crowd just because you think you have to follow the crowd. Exactly. You know, I think uh, – I can't remember who it was, but, you know, some companies feel they need to remind people what holiday it is mm-hmm. and so forth, for example, on Twitter. And, you know, it's – my tip is, you know, keep it personal, but don't think that you have to point out what holiday it is or mm-hmm. – um, because you think it's going to increase your your uh, your followers, or so you know people they they know what day it is. Um, you you need to provide something that's going to solve or at least interest them. So mm-hmm. right, right. Well, amazingly, we are almost at the top of the hour, and, and we you know we could talk about this as as we said forever. So definitely, Jason, we have to have you on again. You know, we've still got about five minutes, and so. First, Jason, tell people how they find you online. Okay, you can find me online at zimco.com, and that is the website uh, that targets small business, uh, specifically uh, websites for mobile. Cool. Uh, so I have a list of services there uh, helping biz- small businesses uh, and mid sized businesses uh, reach their audience. Cool. Um, I'm also and that's z i m p c o dot com, right? Correct. Uh, I also use Twitter, um, and that is collaborate k o l a b o r a t e. I'm on there daily, so if there's anything that I share on Twitter, it's usually great tips and insights. I love cool. stats, especially infographics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a huge Pinterest fan. Uh, And we didn't even talk about that. I know. It's huge. (laughs) And I love the fact that you're a man on Pinterest. I know. You know, the the major demographics (laughs) on on, uh, Pinterest are women. So, see, that's why we have to have you back on is we have to talk about Pinterest. So my Pinterest is uh, Pinterest.com, Pintapic, P-I-N-T-A-P-I-C. And Pinta is tiny, tiny pick. Ah, oh, okay, okay. A man came up with that? I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah, Pinterest is huge. I love it. And there's analytics if you set up a Pinterest business page. So, mm-hmm. you know, anything I do is is around analytics and, mm-hmm. and getting the data that's going to help you target your audience. Right. You know, and, and I'm looking at your website. You do social media planning and posts for people. Obviously, you do, you design websites. Um, you also do maintenance services. So, you know, it's, you're, you're definitely a full-service type of, of agency. Yeah, Zimco uh, Media is, you know, we cover everything. So it's when you think about the website today, mm-hmm. you're connecting with all the social networks. So it's important that if you build a website mm-hmm. and a message and a call to action, that you apply that consistently across all your social networks. Mm -hmm. So what do you have, you know, one last tip maybe for a business owner who's struggling with, you know, I I don't know what I'm doing. I kind of have a website. Uh, What do you tell that person? Uh, Well, I tell them, (laughs) you know, what is the, you know, let's look at the keyword. You know what, if you're to type in, go to Google 
And mm-hmm. if you go to Google and you start to type in what it is that you do, say, mm-hmm. say I'm a plumber in Marietta, mm-hmm. and I type in plumbing, plumber in Marietta, mm-hmm. what the Google search results will start to show you is searches that people um, have searched before. So right when you start typing in, keywords right. will start to populate a little drop-down mm-hmm. box. Mm-hmm. And so you start to see, okay, well, maybe that's not what I think I need to search for. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else people are searching for. So, mm-hmm. for example, if I just go to Google real quick and I type in plumber, mm-hmm. Marietta, I'll start to see plumber Marietta, Georgia, plumber Marietta, Georgia spelled out mm-hmm. and so forth. So you say, okay, well, if my website does not have those keywords and I'm a plumber mm-hmm. in Marietta, I have a problem. So right. it's important that your website describe where you are, what mm-hmm. you do, mm-hmm. and how you can solve that person's problem. Right. And and again, like we said at the start, it has to be easy to find. You know, don't make mm-hmm. them go to the contact us page, which is three levels down, to find your location. <laughs> you know? Because exactly. I'm you know, I'm lost by then. I tell people I have the attention span of a gnat. And you know, if, if I can't find it quick and easy, then I go on to the next site where I can find it quick and easy. And, you know, the the top 10 results on the search results are mm-hmm. getting all the business. So, right. Yeah, we don't scroll down. You know, no. that's, that's the key to remember is, you know, I had somebody say, oh, I came up on page three. Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I never go past page two unless, you know, there's something that I'm really, really looking for and, and I'm having to drill down. Yeah, I, I don't go past page one most of the time. So, you know, you've got to come up in those search engines. I got one last tip here. It's a cool. website called spyfu.com, S-P-Y-F-U.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a small business and you're wondering to see who's advertising on the search results that you see, mm-hmm. you go to spyfu.com, type in the domain of your competitor. Ah. And if they're running Google ads, you get to see what ads they're, they're running. And you'll also Ooh, get to a, see how much they're spending. That's a cool ninja trick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. So that's S-P-Y-F-U dot com. Yep. Great, great. Well, Jason, thank you so much for being on. Um, you know, as I mentioned, we will definitely have you back because we need to talk more about Pinterest. I use it, but not the way I should. So I'm always looking for tips and techniques on, on how to use that. And I think Pinterest is, is definitely a site where... You know, many businesses think it's for recipes, it's for posting um, crafts. No, you know, it's it's a really good place for businesses to be. Quick announcement for uh, the people who listen uh, to the program live on a regular basis. As you may know, um, Mile High has now uh, become part of Velocity Radio. And because of that, we're kind of doing some switching around with some of the programs. So my program is now going to switch to noon Eastern time on Monday. So we'll be coming to you just an hour later. Shouldn't be too complicated. Um, but the nice thing is we're adding a lot of, of uh, format to the, the overall station. So that's why we're changing the time. So until next week when I'll be on at noon Eastern time. Again, thank you, Jason. Um, if you're not connected yeah. with me, it's pretty easy. It's just debcareer.com, D-E-B-K. A-R-I-E-R. You can find Jason at Zimco, Z-I-M-P-C-O dot com. Um, and we will connect with everyone on social media. We'll see you then.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.